Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Good morning, Kathy. Uh, Good morning. We had a a great day yesterday uh, when we talked about the Holy Spirit and um, this whole uh, aspect of uh, being led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, Mm -hmm. We got into Romans 8, uh, 12 to 17, which was uh, quite fun. Uh, to walk through that, and, and we're kind of in the middle of that. Um, right, right. Uh, with what does that look like, and, and what does that mean? It's uh, uh, it starts out. Uh, I guess maybe the best thing we do is maybe start with reading it again. So uh, I'm going to put it up, and why don't you go ahead and read it? Romans eight twelve to seventeen. Absolutely. So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Yep. So uh, again, such a beautiful verse. This is uh, in the context again of um, Romans 7, where, where, where Paul raises up the question, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm indebted because of my uh, default going back to the flesh. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there's a law operating. It's not because of me because I have a heart not to, but I can't, I can't help it. Uh, because of the sin nature and he says because of the sin nature uh self-centered nature um (laughs) who could save me from this wretched position Mm -hmm. you know um and he said thank goodness that's jesus christ and then romans 8 is a uh just a a series of truths that he said Mm -hmm. this is this is the answer to that question Um, and he basically says you got to set your mind in your heart on the spirit by mm-hmm. by following him and we and we talked last time about um we're not obligated to live by the flesh and the only way we cannot be uh, living that way is that we are led by the holy spirit mm-hmm. um, if we're led by the holy spirit uh, it means that we're in the kingdom of god um, and his spiritual kingdom that is operating on this earthly kingdom where what he can do is superior to the problems of the world and the, mm-hmm. chaos, and the chaos of the world. Uh, so um, he says, and if you're going to walk in the kingdom, <laughs> he says, you got to let me be king. Right. Uh, he said, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you being led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, and so what that requires in order not to be obligated to the flesh is I have to surrender my will. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means I'm willing to be made willing. I'm willing to be led by God. I'm willing to listen and follow and let him guide me instead of me figuring it out on my own. And I, yeah. and, and I, I don't even have to have um, sophistication in this. 
I just have to have a heart to go and he mm-hmm. will lead and guide me because that's his role. And I just, right. I just uh, know that even the things that he's going to transform in me, for example, people that are angry, we talked about people that are angry. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you probably tried to overcome that anger. I got to stop doing this. I got to stop doing this. Uh, I, I'm tired of feeling this way. I'm, I'm, I'm upset all the time. Um, and these people are hurting me all the time. And mm-hmm. man, this is hard. Um, and he says, well, if you be led by me, I will heal you of that issue and you will not be living mm-hmm. in anger anymore. Will you have right. anger? Yes, but it won't dominate you anymore. You'll know what to do with it. Be angry and do not sin. Right. Um, and see, our problem is, okay, I read that. Okay. Um, we have a tendency to think, well, the easiest way to, to do that is to stop being angry. <laughs> uh, which is kind of funny because you can't. And we just try to control it. Yeah, yes. you, you try to control it. Okay, okay, you, you get it, you get it worked up. Okay, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. My but, face only turned three sheds of red instead <laughs> right, of five, right, you right. know. <laughs> uh, but you can't do it, see, uh, because uh, it's a natural reaction. And mm-hmm. uh, so he says that in order not to sin, that's when the choice comes in. Um, mm-hmm. Are you gonna follow self be obligated to self and go back to the prison of self and the oppression Mm -hmm. of self, or are you going to be led by the Holy Spirit? Um, Mm -hmm. And the Holy, the Holy Spirit has a uh, heart to um, uh, lead you and guide you. And that's his role. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, and as we said, he'll, he'll get you there by speaking to you in a way that you can understand it. Uh, right. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. So uh, I tell you, just as you're talking about um, the beauty of the Holy Spirit speaking to you and moving and just having that heart to surrender, I can't help but think back to um, last Thursday's podcast, listening to Mike Shero. Yeah. And if anybody missed that, you need to go back and listen to that because he gives example after example of truly just beautiful, practical places in his life that God um, just spoke to him clearly through the Holy Spirit that completely against logic, but he surrendered and he followed and then how God blessed and moved accordingly. And uh, some of that testimony was, that was probably one of my favorite ones to listen to so far. It was yeah. just great to see God exalted like that. But you see the power of the Holy Spirit speaking and moving to a heart surrendered. Yeah. And what was uh, one of the things that, I don't know if people caught this or not, but um, when he was moving from Chicago down to Texas, Mm-hmm. Um, he and his wife had to come to a place of surrender, uh, and pretty here. And again, they were, they said, talked about being neutral. Yeah. Uh, they came to neutrality, which they weren't, they understood they weren't neither one of them. Uh, but they came to a place of neutrality. Okay. If you say to go, I'll go. Mm-hmm. And for his wife, if you said to stay, I'll stay, I'll stay. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'm willing to hear. And then God spoke to them and said, I'm confirming that, yes, I'm asking you to go to Texas mm-hmm. uh, in in spite of all the logic that Mike had, particularly of, right. it doesn't make any sense. It was not logical, no. Uh, <laughs> and he said, it required me to quit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't have another job. He said, right. that was particularly didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they but they did it. Okay, the day he quit, he quits. Uh, and this is what uh, I caught uh, about the Holy Spirit is uh, another manager in the business mm-hmm. calls him up and said, 
I hear you're considering going to Texas. Yeah. Uh, he said, well, what, have you, what have you decided? He said, my wife and I have decided uh, we're going to Texas and I'm quitting the business. Mm-hmm. He said, okay, uh, let, me, let me give you another thought. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit has been speaking to me and said that you are supposed to go to Texas. But he told me not to tell you. So that you, so that you used it as, oh, great, it all makes sense now. He said, mm-hmm. no, it, it had to be an element of faith, and and right. I and I didn't, I couldn't talk to you about this, not because I didn't want to, but because the Holy Spirit had spoken to me on the other side of this. Yeah. Uh, don't tell him until. So yeah. now that you've chosen, I, I would like to tell you that I have a job in Texas. Mm-hmm. And I would like you to to lead that, head that up. Um, and he immediately didn't have any uh, disc, uh, continuity mm-hmm. uh, of his job. He actually kept getting paid. Uh, right. And he, he just had this wonderful experience. Right. And avoided some issues, too. As, yeah. You know, I don't want to give away. I want people to go back and hear him tell his story. Yeah. But, but God was so clearly having his hand on all of the circumstances yeah. there. Yeah, and that's where the uh, that's the beauty of the Holy Spirit is that um, see he's he's operating uh, he can do things circumstantially, and he can do things in all of us mm-hmm. to facilitate his will, uh, and he's working what I call both sides of the deal, right? Uh, and that um, I got to guide you, and the way I look at it uh, as. Uh, he's guiding me into his will is I got to get you to the right place with the right time with the right people mm-hmm. for me to fulfill what I'm about ready to do. Um, right. And I'm going to act supernaturally, you know, to do you. And I got to guide mm-hmm. you and get you there. And all you got to do is have a heart to go. Uh, and, he, and he says it in John 15 or uh, Romans eight fifteen again, that um, uh, we don't have the spirit of bondage again to fear, mm-hmm. but the spirit of adoption by which we cry out, Abba, Father. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, uh, this is very profound. Uh, fundamentally, he's saying, well, you're not going to be operating by fear, and you're not going to be in right. bondage, because that's not what I, what, what my spirit is about, is freedom and, and complete trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, so operate there. And he said the way it looks, and this is what uh, I, I love about the scriptures, uh, you just take it for what it says. And it says, mm-hmm. what it looks like is you can cry out, Abba, Father. Right. Daddy. Um, in other words, uh, if you're going to be led by me, I really want you to live the life of a toddler. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and recognize, uh, uh, Daddy, uh, what have you got for me today? What do you have right. to say now? What about mm-hmm. this problem that I have? Um, I've got an adversity. I have something that happened. Uh, I don't understand this. What have you got to say about that? Mm-hmm. And by the way, a toddler uh, ha- comes with, that, with those questions with expectation. Right. Uh, and hey, I'm going to get an answer. Uh, and, and you're going to uh, do it. And... Uh, there's an element of uh, great joy mm-hmm. because it's daily. See, uh, a toddler operates. That's how they operate is daily. Right. Uh, they get up in the morning, you know, and, and they, you know, they get dressed. 
uh, by you laying out their clothes for them. And, and, uh, <laughs> and as they grow a little bit older, you start to give them choices and that kind of thing. But, um, and then it's, uh, okay, what do I get to do today? Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to go to the movie. Uh, we're going to go down in the theater room. We're going to go out and play ball. We're going to go uh, to the mall. We're going to have you take a nap. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to go uh, do this. Um, and their response completely is always what? Oh, yeah. Let's yeah, sure. Go. <laughs> sure. Yeah, uh, great. Um, see, they're not, they're not worried about, you know, what college am I going to go to? And, right. and am I going to have a great career? And uh, do I have enough money? And, you know, they trust the parent that, mm-hmm. well, you're taking care of me, mm-hmm. uh, including keeping me safe. Um, so you're, you're even, uh, and they don't really, that doesn't fully register with them, but, uh, they trust it so yeah. that if they're about ready to do something that is going to burn their fingers or something, you're going to say, Hey, stop, uh, yeah. you know, don't do this. Um, interestingly and- enough, I think a lot of times as parents, you'll, we didn't tell kids something, our kids, something that was a week away or a month away or three months away, because if you did their concept of time and everything, they would be focused on that and not enjoying the moment that they were in. Yeah. And I think that is also indicative. You know, we, a lot of times want God to tell us what's happening a year from now or where this is going. And he wants the enjoyment of the moment with us as well. That's right. You know? That's right. And the, and the toddler, um, one neat thing about a toddler is that, um, you know, they, they do, you know, they're, they're self-centered and they make, make mistakes and they do things that aren't right. And you have to correct them. Um, mm-hmm. and you discipline them, uh, including, Hey, you know, uh, you willfully rejected what I asked you to do. And now I'm going to have to have you go into your room or, uh, do something. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to have a little problem here. Uh, and then they come out. Um, and because of your heart, you've already released it. Mm-hmm. And see, that's God's heart. And that's why Romans 8, 1 and 2 is so critical. Therefore, mm-hmm. now there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Because he just mm-hmm. says, now that you understand that this was a discipline, um, my heart for you is just come on back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll say, welcome back. Let's go. And see, a toddler, when you say that, okay, I forgive you. Uh, please don't do it again. Welcome back. The toddler says this. What do we get to do now? <laughs> exactly. Uh, and see, exactly. and they, and see, they've already, and this is so beautiful. They've already forgotten it. Mm-hmm. Literally, they've forgotten it. They don't. It doesn't ruin their day. They just go from okay, I had this problem and I understood it mm-hmm. as best I could. Now I'm off into the fun stuff of life again. Uh, let's right. go. And they, and they just have a great day. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's the life of uh, the adoption of, of, of our son. Yeah. That we, we cry out, Abba, Father. Uh, and um, uh, our, our heart uh, is uh, in a place where uh, we start to understand that uh, mm-hmm. because he's going to answer our questions. He's going to guide us. He's going to deliver to us. And what, you know, what, what exciting thing do I get to experience today? Uh, mm-hmm. and, and by the way, one of the things about a toddler, uh, when you think of why do they always go where you go? Well, because they just want to be with you. Right. Uh, right. Uh, and they expect that this ought to be fun, you know, um, because and they love interacting with you the entire time they're yeah. with you. Yeah. They, you know, <laughs> we all know the peppering of questions, but they love that interaction the whole time they're with you. Yeah. 
It's yeah. part of the joy for them. Yeah. So he says that the essence of the Holy Spirit's uh, life in you is this beautiful, adventurous, fun, mm -hmm. uh, let's go uh, uh, opportunity to be in dialogue with him uh, mm -hmm. as he says, I want you to live that way. Uh, right. Don't be so worried about the future. Uh, you know, as you get sophisticated, you, you know, you do start thinking a little bit longer distance. Uh, but it's not a matter of, I have to figure all that out. I just have to be willing to see, okay, now what? Now that mm -hmm. this happened, now what? Uh, what do you have to say about that? Um, and then he says in verse 16, he says, this is really cool. He said, one of the um, roles of the Holy Spirit is to bear witness that you're a child mm -hmm. of God. Uh, yeah. Okay, now, uh, as you think about that, Kathy, what does that bring to mind for you? Is, uh, get, the Holy Spirit is guiding you and, and bearing witness, hey, that you're, you're a child of the King. Mm. What, is that, what does that bring to remembrance of you? Well, for me, uh, like on a personal note, that reminder that he gave me even just this last week that you are a daughter before your due loss, um, and that was, that was exactly the Holy Spirit reminding me that yeah. I am, I am his child. Yeah. You know? and, and when you're a daughter, um, you start to realize that, um, well, my heart for you is to bless mm -hmm. you. My heart for you is yeah. to have grand things for you. Uh, you're a child of the King mm -hmm. step into that identity. Right. Um, and it's this interesting you know, place when he ties these two things together that, well, if you're a child of God, you should be led by the Holy Spirit. Right. The Holy Spirit is bearing witness that you're a child of God. Mm -hmm. uh, and so what he's trying to say is that uh, step into your identity mm -hmm. and begin to realize that you're a child of the king who, who will make all things happen. All things will work. And he says it later in Romans 8, I'm going to make all things work right? Uh, for your benefit. Um, and, and the goodness is going to be the covenant. I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Yeah. And you're going to be and conformed that, to my son. Yeah. And that stepping into the identity as a child of God, um, I think we actually got this illustration from you. But when we lead our retreats, we talk about the difference between uh, Meghan Markle and Kate Middleton. Yeah. <laughs> you know, pretty, pretty good example. It is a perfect example, though, that, you know, Kate Middleton, when she married into the royal family, she immediately, she didn't miss a beat. She immediately stepped into the identity, all of the blessings and the responsibilities that came with it and yeah. took that on. Yep. Um, yet Meghan Markle had the same option to step in and she chose to reject that identity um, and not step into all of those things. And, and that's a choice that's given to each of us yeah. is, are we going to step into our identity as children and, and heirs of God, or are we going to reject that and wear our own identity or what the enemy or the world or somebody else tells us we are? Right. Yep. And, uh, and again, as we look at that identity is that uh, he says, embrace it. Mm -hmm. But the way to embrace it, this, and this is the, the interesting thing about the life with God, is that we, we could take that in an arrogant, prideful way. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, then I'm a child of God, and I expect God to do bomb, 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 bomb. And um, I'm gonna, I, yeah, I'm stepping into my identity, and I'm a child of God, so God, you need to X, Y, Z. And he says, well... <laughs> In order to step into your identity, which is Romans 8, 12, and 13, mm -hmm. and 14, 
you're going to have to surrender your will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you are willing to, then you you can know, stand on, and believe, Abba Father. I'm gonna right. de- I'm gonna deliver to you the covenant. I'm gonna bless you to mm-hmm. make you a blessing. And so it's this interesting. Uh, it's called a conundrum, where um, uh, and he actually goes through this uh, process in. Uh, uh, Romans chapter six, actually, mm-hmm. uh, he says that it goes through this progression. Uh, in six seven, he says, uh, "You have been set free uh, mm-hmm. from sin by the Holy Spirit." Uh, Eighteen says, um, uh, "Now that you've been set free, you became a slave of God." Mm-hmm. Um, and that is always an interesting uh, statement because, well, wait a minute, how does freedom relate to f- to slavery? Mm-hmm. He says, well, in order to get freedom, you have to surrender and become my slave. Right. Um, but as you understand that, uh, you'll willingly do that because you'll realize how beautiful a dad I am to you. But I still am God and I can't let you be God because mm-hmm. uh, all the glory has to go to me. Uh, right. So uh, but step into that identity by becoming my slave. And then in 22, it says, having set, being set free from sin, having become my slave, mm-hmm. you, you are going to get the, the results of great fruit, mm-hmm. which is going to be holiness and all that I'm going to give you. Uh, and so the benefit comes from you stepping into that identity, right. understanding that the way to get to my identity is I, <laughs> I have to surrender my will to, to the Holy Spirit. Right. Uh, and the Holy Spirit is constantly, he said, he's bearing witness to say, you're a child of God. You're a child of God. Yeah. You're a child of the king. Hey, you're a child. Just like he said to you last week, I said, hey, daughter, remember, you're a daughter. You're my daughter. Right, right. Uh, and that was that, you know, that preempts everything. And even when you look at slave, I don't know if that particular one translates as doulas. I want to go back and check now. But um, but that's that idea that that bond servant or slave so many times does translate yep. as do loss. That's what that and is. that is someone who is completely devoted to the will of another one. Yeah. But that comes from being daughter, from being son, that you are so in love with with your father that you are completely devoted to what he wants to yep. do and and enjoying that relationship. That's what that word is. It's a bond yeah. servant. Um, it's. Okay, so that uh, one is do loss too. Yeah, that's, that's good. Do loss. You got to become do loss. And uh, but he says, I, I want to bear witness that you're a child of God, uh, mm-hmm. and and trust it, um, and and start to enjoy the life of a toddler as a child mm-hmm. of God. And I'll keep reinforcing God speaking through my Holy Spirit that you are mine, right? Uh, and I got gotcha. you, uh, and mm-hmm. I'm going to deliver. Uh, what what uh, uh, overcoming adversity and I'm gonna the trouble you're gonna get in, I'm gonna take care of it. Uh, mm-hmm. The issues you got, I'll give you the answers, uh, okay. and, and I want you to enjoy the walk with me. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, you know, in 17 that we are not only heirs, uh, recipients mm-hmm. of all that God has, but co-heirs with mm-hmm. Christ if indeed we suffer with Him and share in His glory. And uh, uh, the the wording there and and the phraseology there is is unique because people uh, because of the English word suffering. If we share, yeah, explain if, that a little. If bit. we share yeah. in his suffering, you know, we would interpret that as okay. Well, then things are going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Well, if I put up with things being bad, 
I guess that'll be the deliverance of God's will. Uh, well, the phraseology there is uh, no share in, in what he suffered. Okay, so let's look at what he suffered. Uh, first of mm -hmm. all, as he was going through his life uh, on earth, uh, mm -hmm. and the recordings that we have of that, mostly the, the ages from uh, uh, 30 to 33, uh, three, right. three years. Um, would you, as you read any of the Gospels, as you look at Christ, did he suffer any time during that time? Not in those three years no. that you saw. No, you saw a lot of joy and a lot of, of purpose in everything that he was yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. And, that's, and that's why uh, when you read the Gospels uh, and you start to understand the life of Christ, which he says, I want to give you the same life. Mm -hmm. um, uh, again, going back to the abiding, I, you know, Christ speaking, I did nothing except what I heard the Father say. Right. He says, well, apart from me, you can do nothing. So you mm -hmm. get into that same place of just listening to me and following me every day, and I'll, I'm right. going to give you the same life that I experienced, you know, that I demonstrated for you for three years. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, as, we, as we read all that, did he suffer? See, he didn't. Did, right. he, did he have opposition? Yes. Did he have, he had people trying to, uh, you know, uh, throw him off a cliff when he first started. Right, right. Um, you know, hey, we're not going to put up with this. We're going to throw you off a cliff. Uh, interesting enough, again, as you read these uh, great stories, uh, they tried to throw him off a cliff and it says Christ walked right through them mm. and just said, no, you're not. Right. Um, why? Well, because the father said that I'm protected. Um, and you're not going to be able to do what you just said. And he just said he's just walked right through him and, and went, a di went to a different place. You know? mm -hmm. So for him, he was rejoicing. He was being threatened. Right. And, uh oh, this is a problem. But he was rejoicing because why? Well, the father said, they're not going to touch you. Go just walk right through them um, right. and experience that. You know? So there's this great uh, joy. Okay, so he said, well, share in the sufferings of Christ. Well, it's not that that stuff because it was like that was nothing. Uh, it was all it was all fantastic uh, things that he could do, including all the opposition he had. Mm -hmm. But when did he suffer? Well, at the cross. He, he suffered at the cross, and prior to that, mm. he suffered where? In Gethsemane. In Gethsemane. Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, in John ten, you can read that uh, he says, "You know, I'm the great shepherd." Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm going to my, I'm marching to lay my life down. Right. And the father, even though he's be giving me all of this instruction, all of this power mm -hmm. and leading me and guiding me, when it comes to that moment, he's not going to assist me. Mm -hmm. It's going to be my choice completely. Right. I'm going to have to deal with this on my own. So, uh, and we'll, we'll understand what that looks like. So he you know, has the upper room discourse, John 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, has communion, has Passover, explains about the Holy Spirit uh, mm -hmm. to the disciples, which he's been doing, but this is a summary of that. And then he goes to Gethsemane. Uh, and um, he knows this is it. This is this moment that I've got to surrender my will to what I know. I've, I've, I've known this the whole time. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm marching toward. I'm going to my death. Mm -hmm. he, he explained that all through the gospel several times. Right. He told his disciples he's going to his death, but he, so he knew will, it. will yeah. be raised. He knew this. 
So um, he goes to Gethsemane uh, and invites his disciples to you know, be with him. Uh, goes in and, and see, we think uh, of how, because it's written you know, in three verses, Mm-hmm. Well, that was quick. Uh, and he, you know, yeah, he surrendered his mm-hmm. will, but he was supposed to. Uh, but no, uh, it's, it's, it took hours and hours and hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he goes in and he prays. And, he, and, and it, we actually get to hear what he prayed. Uh, and he basically right. said, you can read this in Mark and uh, Luke and Matthew, in that um, he said, Father, is there a different way you can do it? He says, by the way, he said, you're sovereign all-powerful, mm-hmm. you can do this differently. Now, he's just saying that because of who he knows the Father is. Right. Uh, and so you could do this differently. All right, now, um, could the Father do it differently? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he could have done it differently. Uh, so what Christ said was true, but the Father spoke back to him and said, Son, this is my way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sacrifice ourself in order for this remedy to be provided because any other way won't provide the remedy. Right. So this is the only way. You must follow this. Um, so he walks out of the garden and says, uh, not my will be done, but yours. Okay. Uh, great. Why did he walk back in? Hmm. Because he... He knew he was going to su- surrender to what God wanted. Had he had he truly surrendered? See, yes. no, yeah. no. Oh no, no. Okay. Because uh, see, the issue was that um, um, I could say it mm-hmm. intellectually, but uh, I knew in my heart I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. So he had to go back in a second time, mm-hmm. uh, spend more hours processing with God. Could you take this cup from me? Please, wow. please do this differently. Um, processes again for another hour or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, walks out and says, not my will be done, but yours. Right. <laughs> but he went in a third time. Because again, um, he understood the difference between intellectual mm-hmm. understanding. So he's saying it. Right. Yeah, I get but it. But it's getting his heart all but the way there. He said, my, my soul, mm-hmm. uh, my inner uh, being isn't settled mm-hmm. uh, with my surrender to this. Um, I've got to go do some more work. Uh, and then he, he, he went in for another hour or so, and he got so intense that his blood vessels in his forehead popped. Yeah. So he's dripping uh, blood. I mean... It's hard to fathom that. Uh, right. You could fathom somebody hitting you and maybe causing that, but right. the intensity of the things he was suffering mm-hmm. were so um, uh, incredible that it, it popped his blood vessels. Right. Um, and that's when he was suffering about, um, I'm, not, I'm not wanting to surrender, Right. but he ultimately did. And then he walked out the third time and said, it's now settled in me. Mm-hmm. Um, I am surrendered to God, um, uh, to his will, not mine. Uh, right. Now, by the way, uh, from that point forward, do we see him struggle anymore with that choice? No, he no. steps right into it. No. Um, all, actually, all the way through it is he was now settled. There's no more discussion about, 
Well, I know we talked about it in Gethsemane, but right. how about right. could we, could we re-talk about this, you know? Right. Um, no, and there he, was even just great, like, great grace. And, you know, as he walked in and he, you know, he said, you know, this is now your mother and your brother. And, you know, and he forgave the sins of the person next to him. And it was just full confidence in the purpose at that point. Right. Right. And so uh, he says that um, I'm surrendered. Um, and and he conquered at that moment, see, and Paul goes into discussion of this in Romans 5. Mm-hmm. By one man and woman, sin entered the world. Self, right. Self-centeredness, how? By their choosing and using mm-hmm. their self not to follow God. Right. And he says, um, so that's why sin is in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's pervasive and it's universal. And uh, the enemy has control. Uh, but... By another man, Christ regained it mm-hmm. by his operation of self because he he did what he denied self right. and overcame that and surrendered to the work of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he actually that's when he, he actually conquered Satan. I don't mm-hmm. know if people have seen uh, Mel Gibson's uh, The Passion, mm, yeah. Uh, but there's a great. Um, uh, part in the movie when he comes out of Gethsemane and you see him stomp on the head of Satan. Mm. Uh, and it was, you see, Satan had convinced Adam and Eve right. to follow him and not God uh, right. by exercising self. And see, mm. Christ overcame Satan by surrendering to God itself. And actually, that's where that happened in, in the Garden of Gethsemane. Mm. So he, he suffered greatly. Uh, going through that process. Okay, right. next next he has to march to his death, and now he suffers uh, physically, right? Uh, with the beatings, uh, with the uh, you know whips, uh, with uh, you know awful things that were happening to him to a point of disfiguration. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was severe, um, and as we understand that again, uh, actually God kept him <laughs> kept him alive through that, right. that, that all of us would have failed. We would, would have, have yes. we would have, we would have collapsed, you know, we wouldn't have made right. it. Uh, he actually kept him alive and strengthened him with the, with the spirit mm-hmm. uh, and carries him to the cross. And then he's nailed to the cross uh, and crucified uh, and he dies. Now, mm-hmm. um, one neat thing about that, I mean, it's, it's, you, you look at the, the heaviness of that and the, right. the beauty of the crucifixion was uh, what they typically did uh, was um, they, they hung him on the cross and uh, the weight of the being on the cross and remember they're they're hanging there with their mm-hmm. arms and their and their legs are nailed. Um, what happens is that the uh, the weight starts to weigh down on your lungs and you can't breathe. Right. Um, and you you start to really suffer uh, a, a real uh, situation where you couldn't really talk at all. Um, and then they come around and they decide, okay, we don't want to wait any longer. Mm-hmm. So we're going to, we're going to break your legs. Um, and if we break your legs, you, you can't stand up anymore. You can't hold on. And so you collapse completely and you'll right. die. You'll die pretty quick after that. Well, Christ, uh, they were going to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. okay, let's go break his legs. And they said, wait a second. He's dead already. Right. 
Uh, so, and there's a prophecy about that yeah, too, correct? That's right. Yeah. Uh, and 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 uh, the Holy Spirit and God saved him from being having his legs broken, and he mm-hmm. actually died, in a sense, quicker than everybody else did. Right. Uh, and uh, and so it's a real, uh, in a sense, a real amazing blessing that, that he experienced while he was suffering. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now we come back to you know to Romans uh, eight seventeen. If you share in his sufferings, mm-hmm. okay, um, and you will receive his glory. Uh, and you're co-heir. Co-heir means, again, right. a, de- a death. You, you receive mm-hmm. things at death. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, he says, in order to you to experience the life of the Spirit, right. you have to go to Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a suffering. That's surrendering your will. Of surrendering yeah. your will. Uh, and... Uh, processing, not intellectually, because we all say, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll surrender, but you really don't. Um, you got to really go through Gethsemane and, and you got to come to a point of surrender. Uh, and remember, because of the work with the Holy Spirit, we don't have that one-time choice. We got to mm-hmm. go through Gethsemane all the time. Am I surrendered today? Am, right. I, am I willing to follow God today? Um, and is it real or is it intellectual? Mm-hmm. And if not, well, then I got to suffer through Gethsemane. Right. Uh, and then secondly, I have to go to, go to death. Of, mm-hmm. of what? Of self. Um, so that's standing on. Now, the interesting thing about our suffering there is we don't have to go through what he went through. Right. And that's why he said, I did this for you. You need to take up the cross Mm-hmm. stand on the cross, but you got to go to death and let the spirit put to death your, your, your flesh mm-hmm. so that you, you say, I'm willing to surrender. He said, okay, now I put it to death. And, and think about how, again, simple this is. If, if he puts it to death, it means it's not functioning. Mm-hmm. You, you see, see how cool that is? Right. Uh, so if you really put it to death, now you can live in the resurrection today right. by following me because it's really not, oper- yourself isn't operational anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're following me completely. Um, and by the way, that's what's required every single day. Deny yeah. self, take up the cross and follow me. Right. And, and, you, and, and it's a, it is a suffering because uh, it's painful. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's difficult. It's yeah, but... Uh, I got these ideas. Yeah, but I think right. I can figure this out. Yeah, but isn't my way really good? Um, mm-hmm. No, you're going to have to take the time to go through that uh, process of suffering. Right. Uh, and, and sometimes that suffering, that surrender is really coming back to idols, I believe. You know, there are things that we don't want to surrender. And, and something that God taught me a few years ago really is those places that you're not willing to surrender the reality is they reveal a place where you have put an idol ahead of me. Right. You want this, this job or this location or, or this spouse or this outcome more than you want me. Yeah. Because if you're not willing to surrender it, you have made it an idol. You're saying you want it more than you want God. Right. And, and there's a lot that you know, I spend a whole season really working through, um, le- allowing him to bring idols down in my life. You know, but that's part of that surrender process. What did that What did that look like when that happened? It was It was really fun. Actually, again, <laughs> you know, I am the half the half 
cup full person, but it was neat to watch because there were things that he brought down in me that I didn't even realize needed to be brought down. And then as I surrendered, he continued to show me time and time again, that what he had for me was better than what I had for myself. And so it was a time of learning and growth that I may have had ideas and I may have had aspirations and goals and certain things that I thought I desired. But as if whenever I was putting that ahead of what he had for me, I was settling. Yeah. And what was the, uh, as you realize that, what was the purpose of him saying, you know, you're going to have to lay these down. Uh, What was the purpose of that? He wanted me wholeheartedly for him. Period. And again, that comes back to that, that intimate relationship. You know, we talk about that all the time, but it is, he wanted my whole heart. He didn't want something else capturing my heart and my attention. He had plans, has plans that he wants me to step into. And because I've got to get out of his way sometimes. (laughs) Because the idols see are going to put you back into bondage. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And you're, and you're falling short in what, what we would term mediocrity. You've mm-hmm. accepted mediocrity and say, well, I guess this is okay. But God says, well, my life with you is so much grander. Right. Uh, and in order to experience my grand life, you're going to have to surrender. Yeah. And I'm going to put my finger on some idols here. Right. Uh, okay. Now. And do you trust me enough? Yeah. To let me take them down so that you can step into more. Uh, and when you, uh, when you got to that point, uh, why did you decide I'm willing to do that because I know he's faithful and he continued to show me that. But even in that, he gave me like little snippets along the way. I, you know, that was even a gentle process of, I'm going to teach you that you can trust me with this. Yeah. Um, and then to be fair, you know, there are times when he'll bring things up to me again and say, okay, yeah, we brought this, that idol down once before and I'm seeing it surface again. So let's go back. Let's go back to Gethsemane. We've got some work to do, That's you right. know, and, and it's time to surrender that. Yeah. Um, and it really comes back to you believe the promises I've been even this week um, has been in Psalms 103, one through five. Yeah. And, and there's just some great things, you know, you know, bless the Lord on my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord on my soul and remember all his benefits. And then it continues to go through and talk about those benefits. And he had me spending time, even, you know, it talks about that he heals all of our diseases. Well, when have you experienced that, Kathy? What do you know that as and process through that? And, and he forgives all of our iniquities. Well, okay, what have you been forgiven of? I need to remind you some of these things and, and really just going through each of those benefits. It was a beautiful thing. And there's part of covenant loyalty in there. And sure. you know, there's, there's a lot of meat in there. So if anybody yeah. wants a great exercise, go spend some time on Psalm 103, one through five. Yeah. But, um, but he reminded me even in the end of that, um, who gives you good things to eat so that your youth is renewed by like the Eagles. And um, I'm in a little spot right now where I'm having some inflammation in my body again. And, and he's like, you're, you're letting food be your idol and you're choosing your diet again. And I've told you, there are some things that are not best for your health. So could you maybe put that idol down and step back into what I have for you? And if you believe me, you will do this and you'll see your health renewed like the Eagles. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh, man. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So we're going to go to Gethsemane on this one for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and he, and he says, uh, even, even in Psalm 103 there, he said, I'll, um, I'm going to restore you from your paths of destruction. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, and, and as you described it, you know, like 
a path could look like, well, there's idols in my life. Um, mm -hmm. And see, God says, my heart for you is to live a life of freedom, right. a life of grandeur. Um, so because it's in the way, and, and see, it, this is truth, that mm -hmm. an idol is I'm seeking something more than God. Right. Uh, and he said, uh, my kingdom doesn't operate that way. Uh, you're mm -hmm. going to have to come with me. And now this is really cool. Uh, so he says to Kathy, uh, we're going we're gonna to remove some idols. Mm -hmm. Now, at that point, a lot of people would say, okay, I will go remove my idols. <laughs> um, and then I'll I come, had to and, have him show me what mine were. <laughs> and, then, and then I'll come back. And then I'll come back. When I've done what you've asked me to do, then I'll, I'll come back and then... Mm -hmm. I'll be able to receive all that you have for me. And God says, oh, he says, that's not how it works. He says, mm -hmm. um, as I've invited you to this, all I'm asking you to do is come with me. I'll, I'll remove the idols. I'll do the work. And while you're going through this, I want you to have peace, uh, freedom, and joy uh, and experience me. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, and in fact, what's so cool, um, one of the verses that he, or passages that he took me from, I may or may not remember it fully right now, but Isaiah 30, 21. Yeah. And I, I want to say it was through 23 that was really so impactful, but it was talking about, you know, whether you turn to the right or the left, you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way walk in it, which is great. That's powerful. That's amazing. We can hear his voice. We're not going to see it by logic, but we're listening. But then it goes on to say, then... Um, oh, help me out here. I know you know it. It says, um, it says then uh, you will discard yes. uh, the things that are un, uh, unholy. Uh, and right. Actually, the word there in the it Hebrew says, is- put them away as a minstrel cloth. As a minstrel cloth. You'll, you'll, <laughs> yeah. it'll, it'll stink to you. Um, yes. You're going to put the things away that are unhealthy for you, unholy for yes. you, and you'll receive the beautiful fruit right. of, of holiness. And essentially, when you read those, what he's saying is when you walk with me step by step, what is naturally going to happen? In fact, I think it even goes into you will put away the idols of silver and gold, gold. and your your idols will fall. I don't need to put my idol to death. I don't need to put my idol to death. I need to listen to him step by step. And as I do, my idols will fall. He will knock them over and they will be done by me walking in surrender with him. Okay, it's now, a natural result. Now take that, uh, take that to its deepest truth. You don't put those to death. Right. What did you have to put to death? Self. Self. Yes. Okay, and this is something that if everyone could receive this, uh, the beautiful life of God is, yeah, you're gonna have to go, go through Gethsemane mm -hmm. and let me put to death self. Uh, if you're willing to put to death self, now you are in the place of following me in the resurrection where the Holy Spirit is going to fulfill the, the things of life so that the idol that you had or the idols that you might have had, mm -hmm. you just said, I surrender to you doing this work. Yes. Show me what they are. Uh, help me understand how to release them. Uh, have me have victory over these. Uh, I know it's a work of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And all you had to do wasn't to put the idols to death. 
Right. It, you had to put self to death. Yeah. Yeah. And literally, I would see things, things that I thought I cared about so much, just as I focused more in on listening to him, those things just took a back seat. I mean, yeah. like, I didn't even have to try. I, I just had to be with him. And they felt. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was that was truly just the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And um, and again, uh, as we think about this, people's response to that, isn't that going to be uh, oppressive, arduous and no. <laughs> and difficult? And um, I'm not sure I want to do that. Well, it's not you doing it. Why? Why wasn't it uh, arduous and difficult for you? Because what he was putting in in front of me in place of it was so much better than what I thought, you know, what I thought I was gaining from these other things. The adventure of walking with him into what he had was a hundredfold better than what I had planned. Yeah. And so if I had, you know, if I had only known that ahead of time, if I had believed not, if I had believed that ahead of time, um, boy, I, I would have let him do that work a long time yeah. before, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. We'd be, uh, so it's always my thought is, man, I, I wish I would have learned this a long time ago. It would have been, right? uh, my life would be uh, been easier, uh, but it can be now. That's the gospel. How about now? Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Well, again, we're, uh, we're out of time and um, uh, we're, uh, we'll continue on this subject of uh, the Holy Spirit. Uh, put up there again, the questions uh, opportunity that if you have something specific that you're dealing with or understanding or how does this work, uh, put it on the comments section of YouTube. Uh, as well as email us at uh, questions at afjministry.com, questions at afjministry.com, uh, and we'll pick them up. And we've got a series of questions that we're going to be uh, dealing with around this topic mm-hmm. already. So uh, we'd love to hear more. And uh, uh, they can be as personal as you want to make them. So uh, we can help you deal with those, uh, which we would like to, uh, and make, yeah. this, make this more practical as, as opposed to generic, which is what we're hoping mm-hmm. to get to through abiding. So... We pray that you will. Uh, and uh, Kathy, we had another great, uh, man, we could just keep talking about this. Lots uh, of fun, yeah. Uh, the beauty and yeah. the depth of the Holy Spirit. And uh, uh, it's, as we're trying to portray it, it's it's not strange. It's not weird. Yeah. It's not off base. It's it's actually this beautiful life of God, God mm-hmm. who says, yeah, I'd like to spend time with you. <laughs> yeah. So, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And if you found today encouraging and inspiring, um, be a friend and tell a friend. Absolutely share the podcast with others. We are enjoying a growing audience right now and enjoying hearing these questions come in and really, truly enjoying hearing how it's making a difference. Um, and you guys are stepping into all that God has. So yep. thank you. Yeah, amen. We'll, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Look forward to it. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.